The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. I speak to you in the name of the God conceived in the womb of Mary and conceived even now in the womb of our hearts. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while the Spirit of God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Fiat, lux, let there be light. The angel said to Mary, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, will sweep over you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. And Mary said, Fiat, mihi. Let it be with me according to your word. Fiat, let it be done. Let there be, let it be. Luke's account of the Annunciation intentionally echoes or responds to the story of creation. It becomes our account of the new creation, or maybe better, the ongoing creation. It tells us that creation is not finished. The same core elements are in each account. The Spirit moves over the face of the deep. The Spirit moves over the depths of Mary. And in both, the fiat is spoken. Let it be. But in the first account, it is God's fiat drawing forth creation. In the second account, 
It is creation's fiat, drawing forth God. In the first, creation takes form in the womb of God. In the second, God takes form in the womb of creation, in the womb of Mary. Theologian Sarah Jane Boss, in her wonderful 2003 book uh, titled simply Mary, she puts forward what she calls a green Maryology. And she writes, Mary stands at the Annunciation in the same relation to God as do the waters of creation at the beginning of the world. It is as though the world's redemption in Christ is in fact its recreation. And God accomplishes this recreation by breathing and speaking afresh upon the world's foundations in the person of Mary. Mary is the dark water, Christ the fiery light. And this work of creation and renewal is never ending. And so here she explicitly links our two creation stories, our two fiats, our two annunciations as one. Each a face of the never-ending, ongoing unfolding of creation, the ongoing unfolding of the life of God. But then she continues and even more boldly asserts, insofar as the Blessed Virgin shares an identity with the deep from before the dawn of time, she too is mysteriously present in all things. If we start by imagining the cosmos as fabric, whose thread and weave are ever-changing, then Mary is in some sense the same as the entire assembly of the most minute invisible particles of the fibers of which the world is spun and woven. And so for Boss, Mary becomes the deep identity of the whole created order, the thread and weave of life itself. In the beginning, God says, let there be, and calls forth from her womb, Mary. Mary says, let it be, and calls forth from her womb, God. And in the meeting of these two fiats is Christ, is the full and perfect union of the created and the uncreated, is the goal and longing and center and heart of everything that is. God's call, God's longing, and creation's response, creation's longing. And the two become one. One single longing, one fiat, one dance coursing through all things. And this is the goal of all our Christian living, of every breath. Can we bring ourselves into alignment with that primordial fiat that gave birth to the world's? And with Mary, once again, speak, let it be. Or rather, let that original, that only fiat, be spoken through us, and thereby give birth to God. Little by little, every breath we take can become, let it be, let it be. Every breath, God's birthing of us and our birthing of God. When Gabriel announces to Mary of Nazareth, in that moment, Mary becomes the human face of all creation. The human face of that primordial Mary. The human face of the God-bearing dimension of existence. 
And through her, the human face of creation, is born the human face of God. Back in the 14th century, Meister Eckhart wrote of the Annunciation, Gabriel addressed not her alone, but a great multitude, every good soul that desires God. That desire, that longing for God is at the heart of every soul and at the heart of all creation. But we sometimes seem to think that our longing, our longing for God, is a sign of God's absence, a sign of the lack of God. This is perhaps our greatest error. This is perhaps original sin. Because that desire in our hearts that we so often try to fulfill in all these small and limited and ultimately unsatisfying ways. It's not our desire for God. It's God's desire in us. Not a sign of absence or lack, but the surest sign of presence, of divine presence. Our longing, the surest sign that God is with and in us. In that original primordial fiat, God poured all of God's longing into creation, into primordial Mary, into us. Our longing has always been God's longing and presence in us. And in our individual fiats, we give expression to God's longing. And so can each one of us All of us, human faces of creation, let our whole being become, let it be, giving birth to God. This is our high calling, our high human calling, our high creaturely calling, and it's the potential that we so often fall short of. In Gabriel's opening words to Mary, he says, in our rather flat New Revised Standard version, greetings, favored one. This is, of course, in Latin, Ave, gratia plena, hail, full of grace. And the Greek word here is kakeratomene, which is in perfect passive participle form, uh, thereby implying has been and is and will be. And so Gabriel greets her not with a name, Mary, but with a title, full of grace, full of grace one. And if Mary is the human face of creation, then this is the name of all creation, full of grace. This is the name of the primordial Mary who is the thread and weave of all life. All life, kaheratomene. Again, Meister Eckhart says, What good would it do me for Mary to be full of grace, kaheratomene, if I were not also full of grace? And he goes on in only the bold way that Meister Eckhart could. We are all an only son, an only child, whom the Father has been eternally begetting out of the hidden darkness of eternal concealment, indwelling in the first beginning of the primordial purity, which is the plenitude of all purity. 
the Caheratomene, the primordial Mary. She's that primal purity out of which we're born. Or as Sarah Jane Boss says, of which the world is spun and woven. And so it's no mistake that almost all of our traditional depictions of the Annunciation show Mary spinning, spinning wool, a detail which comes to us from the Proto-Evangelium of James, where we learn that Mary was actually spinning purple wool at the request of the temple priests to spin a new veil for the temple. The Caheratomene, spinning from her limitless ocean of grace all the veils of creation. The fiat makes one final appearance in church lore, and it's recorded by St. Maximus, the confessor in the 6th century, in his life of the Virgin. He tells us that shortly before Mary's death, the angel Gabriel appeared to her one final time. And he said to her, Your son and Lord bids you. It is time for my mother to come to me. And Maximus writes, She responded to the angel with her original reply, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, let it be to me now again according to your word. The perfect bookend. And so her whole life, her whole being, has become, is, fiat. Let it be. And so may it be with each of us in God's ongoing work of creation. As God speaks us into being moment by moment, may we speak God into being also. And so, to all of you, hail, Caheratumene. And may we all respond, fiat. Let it be. Amen.